All right, everybody, welcome to episode 159 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. Drew, how you doing, man? Doing all right. Getting uh, to the end of our season here and uh, wrapping some things up here as well. And just, I can't believe Christmas is 10 just over 10 days away. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, it, it, it's so funny because we we get all amped up about, you know, we get we get amped up right after the Super Bowl just wanting the next fantasy season to start. And, man, it just, you blink and we're already done with, in most leagues, the uh, the fantasy regular season. So, It'll be fun to talk about uh, things we saw, things we didn't see, um, and, and things like that. But before we go into that, let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly from week 14. I can't, that, that's such a big number, 14. Uh, Drew Dealer's Choice, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, I can go first. All right. You got to find, uh, find the notes. Yeah. Got to find a stat line. Um, not a massive fantasy week, but if you started him, you're you probably pleased with the outcome. But uh, what a what a story for Brock Purdy this week. Huh? Uh, amazing to see. Mr. Irrelevant broke a couple of uh, or set a couple of uh, precedents there with what I think he was the first one to ever score a touchdown, uh, do it against Tom Brady, which I, I don't know uh, if I read this right or not, but it sounded like his family had bought tickets a few weeks ago already, just hoping to come and watch Brady play. And then for that to, uh, <laughs> turn out to be his first NFL start, uh, just some emotional scenes from the game. And then I don't know if he had a chance to listen to any of the, the press conference the interviews afterwards from different teammates, guys on both sides of the ball, Shanahan is just uh, another one of those, uh, similar to like a Mike White, you know, just uh, how it works out. You love to see these underdogs, guys that uh, nobody expected to really get a, a real shot anywhere. And what a what a game, you know, overcame a injury to, to Debo along the way, just had some incredible plays where he was able to extend and get the ball to, to playmakers and uh, ran for a touchdown or two, threw for a couple. So again, not not crushing the stat sheet, but uh, what a what a great week for him and his family, and uh, something that they'll never forget moving forward. So uh, just a feel good for the week for me, I think. I love the comparison you made to uh, to Mike White. Isn't it funny how you know in Mike White's case, Mike White. Was a backup? Maybe he was third stringer because technically Joe Flacco played those first few games when uh, did. Zach Wilson got hurt. So maybe maybe he is technically a third stringer too. But he comes out there. Brock Purdy comes out there, and it's amazing how they can just get the team to rally around them. And obviously, there's a whole ton of things going on in the locker room that none of us ever see, but. To just kind of like be like, all right. I mean, could you imagine at your job, uh, you know, you have your your third manager 
in what three months and that's the guy that gets everybody going gets your sales department pumped up get you know get your contracts team just just firing contracts off west right center room no no matter what your business or industry is but and that's the guy who who kind of gets everybody out of their seats gets them excited i mean we would think that would be nuts we would be like man what but in the nfl these guys are doing it and good on them i mean that can't be an easy position knowing that you know you weren't the first option you weren't even the second option uh you were the third option and to just go out there with all the confidence in the world and just yeah do what you've been doing your whole life um I didn't expect it from Brock Purdy. I'm not going to lie, but he, he balled out. It was, I actually watched uh, the majority of that game and um, didn't have anything but, but happiness for him the entire time. So um, that's a good one. I am for my good. I am going to go with someone who, uh, who did light up the, uh, the old stat sheet, so to speak. Um, my boy, um, during the off season, I felt like I was on an Island, uh, talking about this guy, Trevor freaking Mm. Lawrence, 30 for 42, 368 yards, three touchdowns. All right. Well, three passing, uh, and he ran one in two. I was saying this during the offseason. Just get this guy something better than Marvin Jones and DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault, and you'll see what's going on. And by the way, Christian Kirk, yeah, we, we knew about him, you know, but he, he was never a superstar. He It wasn't A.J. Brown going to the Eagles in that trade, yeah. you know. We were like, hey, you know, this is an upgrade, but this isn't, you know an elite elite guy zay jones had a little you know had a little success at the end of last season with the raiders was never a big time guy evan ingram me like many told tons of jokes about evan ingram and he is he is turning these guys into legitimate players in the league not not all pros but he is turning them into legitimate players in this league. And I want to give him his damn credit because nobody else, nobody else was really doing it. We all, we all told him, we all said he was done right one year with the worst coach in NFL history. And he was done. He was a bust. He couldn't do it. And he balled out. And by the way, this wasn't a game against the Texans. This was a game against the Tennessee Titans, the number one team in the AFC South, and you can make fun of the AFC South all you want. I will. But this was this was not a team that Jacksonville was in a position to dominate, and they dominated that team. Yes, a lot of defensive turnovers. I was watching this game as well. Um, but Trevor Lawrence was turning those turnovers into points. You know, we see play, you know, we see teams get interceptions, pick up fumbles all the time, and what happens? Three and outs, four plays, nothing happening. You know, we see it all the time. And Trevor Lawrence, I think, had like 20 points off of turnovers. So when they were getting him the ball, 
he was put he was putting it in the end zone. So Trevor Lawrence, that is my good for week 14. Drew, we had a good time. We talked about some of the good, but let's talk about some of the bad from week 14. Yeah, uh, not a great week to be uh, a top-end running back. Saquon struggled. Uh, DeAndre Swift, who we all, I think, had high hopes for, has been very more down than up this year. Uh, but uh, a guy that I think you and I, we've got in at least one league, um, who has been very steady for the last few seasons, Nick Chubb, going 14 for 34. He did get a couple of catches, so if you're in PPR, he was able to uh, raise the floor a little bit there. But uh, divisional game, it was an opportunity for him to, to come in and help uh, carry the load a little bit there. And uh, I know there are some folks that were depending on him. I know in one league I was depending on Saquon and Swift, and uh, they all all let us down this week. But um, I think when you look at uh, what the opportunity was for uh, Nick Chubb in, in the division game there, that was particularly disappointing to see for me. Yeah. Um, I love Nick Chubb. Uh, I've loved Nick Chubb since day one. Um, he, he is on a contender that I have. Um which makes me love him even more. And that was, that was, uh, that was hard to watch. Um, It's funny uh, on the topic of the Browns that after their game last week, Deshaun Watson's first start, the offensive coordinator after that game immediately came back, came out and said, we're not going back to Jacoby Brissett. And it's kind of like, kind of looking at this offense and going, was it running better under Jacoby Brissett? And I get it. Deshaun hasn't played in two years. It's it's a hard ask to say, hey, after two weeks, you need to be back in uh, prime form and playing at the elite level you played at before um, everything happened. But... I think we were expecting a little bit more from this team than what they've given the last two weeks. And um, the Browns are stuck now because they're paying that man a whole lot of money. And it is not easy to put Brink's truck's worth of money on the bench. But I guess the good news is Jacoby Brissett couldn't hold it together to get them in a position to be in the playoffs. So they can just run Deshaun Watson out for the rest of the season, no harm, no foul, uh, because it's not like they have a, a playoff berth on the line. But it'll be very interesting next year when he starts all the games. If he's not uh, firing on all cylinders the yeah. last couple games of this season, going to the next season. Uh, there'll be some questions. There'll be some questions. But – you had a bad that was a running back. I had a bad that was a running back. And this name might sound familiar uh, based off of uh, my good. Uh, my bad is Travis Etienne, uh, the running component of that Jacksonville Jaguars offense. And you would think that a team that scores 36 points 
the running back is going to be involved. The, the main, the main running back, the main guy, he's going to be involved. He's going to be doing his thing, chewing up clock at the end of the game, all that jazz, right? 17 rushing attempts. That's a lot of rushing attempts. 32 yards. Mm. That's, that's not a lot of rushing yards at all. Um, that's less than two yards an attempt. There were no touchdowns to go along with that, so you couldn't even get bailed out by a, by a touchdown. Um, it's We had like a nice, what, month, month and a half long stretch where it was like all Travis Etienne all the time. And the last like month, has not been good. Uh, he had no he had no receptions, no targets in this game either, which is the second time in the last three weeks that that's happened. Now I get it; the game against Baltimore he got hurt a little bit, so you know. But still, even on even on weeks, you know, like what this is four weeks ago against Kansas City, uh, he he went eleven for forty five. But he had three three receptions for 28 yards, which isn't a ton of yardage, but in PPR, those receptions help. Yeah. Um, and if you're not getting those receptions, yikes, you know, he, you know, is not good. It's, it's just not good. Um, and I don't know if things get better because, yeah, they got a home game, but it's against that Dallas defense. So... Yeah. Can we really expect, you know, things to get better? I mean, Nick Chubb, you you brush it off. You know, Nick Chubb is that. Yeah. You brush it off. You go, okay. He he, you know, he might have hosed me a little bit this week, but you go in. He's been balling pretty much all season. But like, are you at a point now with Travis Etienne where you're like, uh, why start him? Because it's it's been a month, and I know one of those games was injuries, and maybe you can't count it. But I mean, like like I said, you know, week week ten was eleven for forty five on the ground, and it's only three for twenty eight in the air. You know, not massive yardage in the air. I think he had three for 12 last week against Dallas and, or not again, excuse me, against Detroit in the air. So he's getting some receptions, but he's not getting a massive amount of yardage on those receptions. So it'll be interesting to see what people do going into week one, you know, unless you got that coveted by, what are you doing uh, with Travis Etienne? It'll be interesting to find out, but what I'm more interested in finding out is your ugly Drew, who who was just nasty, ugly, didn't want to didn't want to deal with them in Week 14. Yeah, this was uh, this is tough if you started this guy after his last few weeks here, where it looks like he's uh, since his last stud, he's turned it around for a, a few good weeks, um, but. Derek Carr put that emo line eyeliner back on for this week, man, and just barely broke a 50% completion rate, 11 to 20, 
137 yards, two interceptions with no touchdowns. Uh, watching this game and uh, seeing them just absolutely fall apart at the end to the Rams. Uh, I believe this was the game where the, the special team squad after that final punt was starting to dance a little bit, assuming that they had the game in hand only to watch one Baker Mayfield come back and march down the field. And the tweets after that final drive were amazing. If you haven't seen some of them, uh, some people committed to some uh, outrageous, outrageous things that they would do to themselves. Uh, if Baker marched 98 yards <laughs> back down the field for the win. And he did it with time on the clock. Um, but for Derek Carr, and again, we've said it multiple times this year, a, a playoff team last year, team that had a chance to go even further and was a kick away, uh, you know, added arguably the best wide receiver who should have had and has had uh, really good chemistry with Derek Carr throughout the season, uh, double-digit touchdowns, and they, he just could not get anything going here. Um that was that was an ugly, ugly game, and the final drive was about all that redeemed it. Yeah, I mean, so watching that game that that was the Thursday night game. So you're watching that game; it's the only game on your TV. You got you got to have Prime, so you're stuck. You can't even flip around during commercials. You know, you kind of you're stuck in Amazon Prime. And all you hear is oh, Baker Mayfield doesn't even know his receivers' names, and he's been there for forty-eight hours, and you know, he, uh, you know, is you know, living out of a bag, and you know, hasn't seen the outside of uh, of the facility there in Los Angeles, and you know, he can't even read the plays. He has the uh, the armband on just so he can read the plays, and. Baker Mayfield by no means um, had a Hall of Fame worthy performance in that game, which is understandable. I don't think anybody was expecting Baker to go out there with, I mean, talk about a team decimated by injuries, right? You know, he's, he's the role, you know, his number one is Van Jefferson. His number two is Tutu Atwell. I mean, they are really, I mean, just hurt all over the place. Cooper Cup, IR. Uh, Allen Robinson, IR, uh, you know, everybody, IR, you know. So, but that last drive, man, he just went full Baker. He just said, what's the worst that could happen? We lose? No one's going to blame me. I've been here for 48 hours. Yeah. I'm just going to do my thing. And this is this is kind of the, the mystique of Baker, right? He has these, not even games, right? He, moments where it's like, this dude can't be stopped. There's nothing you can do. And then he has like 58 other minutes of just being like, what the heck was that throw? Why is he doing this? I don't understand it. Um, I'm pulling for Baker because honestly, um, the fact that, and I get he didn't play well this year, but the fact that the the Carolina Panthers went to him and said, you know what, Baker, you're going to be the third guy. Like, with, with that, with, with the coaching, I mean, 
you know, ja, Matt Ja Rule got fired, you know. And then, you know, they got uh, Steve Wilkes as the interim coach. And they got, uh, what's his name, the old Giants coach as their offensive coordinator, um, McAdoo. Uh, like, like, this is a team that just, like, was not set up for anyone offensively to succeed. And, I mean, I'll give P.J. Walker credit. He had a flash game there, and uh, looks like Sam Darnold has figured some things out. But, I mean, talk about a team that just couldn't figure it out on offense. So, I think Baker got a raw deal, and he goes to L.A., and he does his thing. So, good for him. I'm glad he was able to pull that out. Um if any coach should be fired immediately, and there's a couple, Josh, go go back to New England and just be an offensive coordinator. That's what you're good at. Listen, I I don't you know I don't do open heart surgery. Why? Because I'm not competent and I wouldn't be good at the job. Josh, you just you're just not a good NFL head coach. That's what it is. That's what it's always going to be. The first time we made the excuse, ah, he was young. He had Tim Tebow at quarterback. Hey, and they want to play up. They want a playoff game. Hey, you know, we got all, all excited, right? And now what? Now, you know, what's the excuse? You have Carr, a competent quarterback. Yep. You have Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the league. You have uh, Josh Jacobs, who has been insane this season. And you can't hold a lead. You can't score. What did they score? 14 points against a team that doesn't have Aaron Donald? 16, I think, right? It was 17 or 16 at the end. uh, Yeah, 16 points. (laughs) What? You're supposed to be an offensive mastermind. You have the best wide receiver in the league. You have a guy who has been, what, a top three running back in the league this year? Mm-hmm. And you have Derek Carr, who is a top, let's call him a top 16 quarterback in the league. And I'm sure that can be argued. And and you, 16 points? That's it? What? So, I'm sorry. If I if I own the Raiders, I'd be like, mistakes were made. <laughs> you gotta go, man. Like yeah. we can't go from a playoff team to a team that is looking at a top 10 pick and not attribute that to the coach when they've pretty they they've got better at a lot of positions. Even if it's guys that they had that are playing better, they've gotten better at a lot of positions. So that's what it is. That that's all I gotta say about that. Sorry, I had to rant because I, I wanted to give Baker his credit, and then I just wanted to clown the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I I this my ugly is not is not meant to offend you, Drew. Um. But I had to put it out there. My ugly is James Cook. Look, I get it. Bad weather game, right? 
it was nasty. It was raining. There weren't a bunch of points scored. But James Cook, he, he was kind of getting into a little groove, right? He was he was getting some receptions. He was getting some, some rushing attempts. I mean, we, we were like starting to vibe with James Cook a little bit. And then four attempts for six yards. His longest rush was four yards. So the rest of his attempts were three for two. Um, and he had one reception for nine yards. Listen, I mean, this, this is kind of how you have to treat all of the Buffalo running backs, right? Devin Singletary, Kapop, and that's going to mean the other two guys are not. James Cook, Kapop, and then the other two guys might not. Naheem Hines, I don't think he could pop. But, you know, at least you know that about, about Hines. You're not starting him anymore. Yeah, ever since he's gone to Buffalo, he's disappeared. And, and, but that's good to know. James Cook, on the other hand, kind of wanted to tease us a little bit, tempt us with uh, a couple of good games in the last three weeks, and then we get this. I guess if, if you still want to believe in James Cook, the upside is they play Miami next week, and Miami has kind of been on a downward spiral. Could you just imagine, Drew? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence with those weapons that they got in Miami? Oof. Oof. I just wanted to throw that out there because we got that little uh, <laughs> that that little bet between us. So I just you know. Um, yeah, they're they're about thirty points apart on the season. The last couple of weeks uh, for Trevor Lawrence has definitely pulled him pulled him away. There, uh, James Cook was uh, he had an opportunity to save his day with a touchdown. It looked like he was in for uh, I don't know if it was inside the five or so, and then uh, Buffalo's RB one Josh Allen decided to do it himself. Uh, that's what we've always said, though, right? It's kind of like you can never truly trust a running back in Buffalo because when everything is on the line, it, it's, you know, especially the goal line, it's going to be Josh Allen and nobody else. Everything's on the line. Literally on the With goal it. line. But, you know, I just – uh I also I also wanted to tell you because I, I do like to keep things fair, even though this was not uh was not what our bet was on. Tua is still slightly ahead on points per game, 18.86 to 18.61. So slight mm. per game advantage for it's Tua. It's almost like we were both right, Josh. Mm. <laughs> maybe we so, maybe we make uh, Bill break this tie. <laughs> so if you're, you're watching, drafting, obviously, uh... obviously you see a very very handsome and intelligent man. It is our man Bill at Super Duper Flex. Bill, how you doing, man? Good. How about you, fellas? Ah, uh, you know I'm poking a little fun at Drew. 
Drew Drew is uh, taking it like a champion. Sounds uh, like you guys need a referee. Yeah, uh, you know, well, <laughs> you came in at, at just the right time. You know, uh, we got our we got our little T Law versus Tua bet um, total points. So I I always have to give Drew his props because I think by the end of the season Trevor Lawrence is going to also take the uh, points per game uh, award, but. For now, and as it's been pretty much the entire season, I believe Tua has been ahead on uh, average points per game. So, so he did better for you um, during the regular season to get you into the playoffs. So, and you got to take into account that Tua also missed parts of games because of injuries. So, like, I mean, the games that he actually played a full game, I bet his average is actually quite a bit higher than T Law. Well. Like, like the old ball coach used to say, your greatest ability is availability. Who has so, two in this? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, Drew does. Oh, okay. <laughs> or that way. I always mess that up. That way. See, that's the way um, you have to have it because, like, I I could be the judge because I absolutely have no idea who. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, th- this was uh, this was an off season bet, and that you know. Uh, Earlier, when I when I spoke about my good for uh, week fourteen, and I, I mentioned Trevor Lawrence, um, a lot of people, including people that we had on this show, kind of wrote T Law off as as a bust because of his rookie season. And I said, "Hey guys, uh, Urban Meyer, giant dumpster fire." Um, the I, I say this, and people argue with me, and I go, "No arguments are necessary," because Urban Meyer is the worst head coach in the NFL's history. Um, You can argue with me all you want. Uh, There's no argument. He is. Um, And he, I mean, God, the the weapons he had last year, Marvin Jones, by the way, I've always been a big Marvin Jones guy, but when he's your number one, the the wide receiver room is not, uh, is not stocked. Uh, DJ Chark was in there. LaVisca Chenault for half the season. Just, wasn't good weapons and uh Trevor Lawrence you know is is kind of on the come up with these guys that are good not great uh weapons your Evan Ingrams your Zay Joneses your uh Christian Kirks very very interested to see how people who either held on or traded for Calvin Ridley feel because that that's going to be an interesting little dynamic in 2023 um, if T-Law can kind of keep progressing and, you know, I, I can't imagine them adding a big time, uh, wide receiving weapon. So it's probably going to be, uh, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones, uh, as the top three receivers, not, not a wide receiver room at the beginning of 2022 that you thought would be, um, interesting, but at the beginning of 2023, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. What do you think about that, Bill? Yeah, I mean, it's only headed in the right direction, right? So, um, yeah, I don't necessarily – it's not a uh, wide receiver core I'm focused on yet, but um, I definitely have way too many Zay Jones shares uh, just because he was free and uh, – So I appreciate the assistance he's provided this season for sure. 
Um, like, I mean, they, they obviously were going to use them right with, with what they paid them. So, um, sometimes you just got to follow the money and hope for the best. And, um, I feel like that's a kind of a easy way to get some cheap production. Um, yeah, I and if they're, and if they're wrong, you just cut them, you know? Yeah, I thought he was about to uh, get in the doghouse after a couple of early drops in that game. And kudos to to Trevor Lawrence for going back to him. And he had that ridiculous catch through the defender's hands for that touchdown. But uh, so, Josh, I'm, I'm curious for you. If I were to trade you my Tua for your Trevor Lawrence, what would I have to add to that in a super flex league? Either pick-wise or a, kind of a, a, a range of a player that you, you would typically want. Honestly, all joking aside, um, value says. I'm going to go with value says first because um, my personal feelings, I don't think are actually indicative of what the value should be. So I want to come at this from a non-biased point of view. It's not going to have to be a lot. It really isn't because – I think Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback, but Tua's got, I mean, just crazy weapons. And he has not done much this year, but if the Dolphins can retain like Mike Gusecki for like a cheap price because he's done pretty much nothing this year, that's a good tight end to have to go along with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, who are elite receivers. So probably like a second. Like it, it's not like now for me, I love Trevor Lawrence so much. <laughs> it it would be a price that you shouldn't be willing to pay. You might if you like Trevor Lawrence as much as I do. But I think I don't think that's the right way to come from this because I don't think too many people like Trevor Lawrence as much as I do while not being as high on Tua as I think the majority of uh, dynasty players are. So if we're in a 12-team league and now the regular season's over, most of us have a pretty good idea of what the first half of the draft's going to look like next year. Yep. Uh, you know, let's say I've got Tua and, uh, you know, I've got what I, we know now is going to be the 201 next year. Yeah, like I, I, if you're sending that to me, I'm not making that trade. But I think yeah. everyone else should make that trade. I think the value is right there. But me personally, I, I would, need, I would need like a first ad. Needs to start with a one, right? But again, and I want to keep repeating this because I know someone's going to come at me like. You are saying that I need all the. I'm not saying you need anything unless you're trying to make that trade with me. And then, yes, you do. You do need that. But if you're just trying to trade with someone in your league, yeah, I think I think the 201 and Tua for Trevor Lawrence is perfect. You're not. They're pretty much the same age, right? Maybe Tua is a year mm-hmm. or two older. Um, so it's not like you're you're you know getting a. 35-year-old quarterback, you know, you're getting pretty similarly aged quarterback. You got to love Tua's weapons. Um, the head coaching you, has been pretty good. but Well, I think that, like, um, 
I mean, if it's just I'm picking one or the other, I'm taking Lawrence just because. And I probably, I think the majority of people would um, just because of health concerns with Tua. Um, also, it seems like there's this um, sector of the uh, fantasy football world that just hates Tua. So you're you're a little more limited in the people who are interested in trading for him. So like I just feel like uh, Trevor Lawrence is just an easier asset to, um, you know, to move if you want to. Um, so, I mean, personally, I'm kind of indifferent. Um, I, I like Trevor Lawrence more just because of the safety. I feel is there. Um, I mean, he gets knocked silly in another game. I mean, you got to start getting worried. And so, I mean, that, but his, I mean, it's, production doesn't lie, right? Like, I mean, he's doing exceptionally well. He has a great coach, which is super important that actually is designing plays to fit his skill set. And imagine, wow, weird um, that that works. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I mean, he's showing that he, you know, can do some stuff. He's He can't do everything. He doesn't have the, you know, physical abilities that Trevor Lawrence does. Um, but, and I think that's the other thing. Like, I think that, let's say, I don't know, something happens where, uh, was it Mike, Mike, uh, what's his name? McDaniels. Is oh, that his McDaniels. name? Coach or, yeah. The coach. Coach, yeah. Yeah, like he, uh, um, let's say he moves on or something, you know, like, I mean, what happens? Or, uh, I don't know. I just I just feel like Trevor Lawrence is safer in any situation um, except for Urban Meyer. Yeah, I think uh, I'm looking at DTC right now, and they are a point apart. So I think to Josh's point and what Bill is sharing here, if you can get you know, I think if uh, if somebody is saying I'll, I'll take Tua, and all you have to add is, you know, a mid to late second or an early third, uh, the value is definitely on your side. And I, I do think there's uh, enough reasons to take a guy like Lawrence who is showing he can do it. And this is without having to run a bunch either, which you know he's got the physical ability to extend the play there. Yeah. And the weapons can only get. Not only they they should have a good chance of getting better over the next couple of years. Maybe they add to the wide receiver room this year in a really strong uh, rookie class between this year and next year. So yeah, I think I'm in the same place. Like if I had to draft between the two of them, I, I would I would draft Lawrence ahead of Tua, um, and it would be you know for me it's probably uh, in a startup it, it's probably a solid round higher or so. Yeah, that's kind of um, where I am too. I agree, so. I agree with that. But based on the value that some of these calculators are looking at, if, if that's what some of the folks in your leagues depend on, I would fire that offer out. You know, take that two and a third, that 302, 305, uh, see what happens. If you get pushed up into a mid mid to late second, I would feel great about that. I, I don't think if I have to, I don't know that I'm giving a first with him to get to Lawrence. Um, I'd have to kind of broaden the deal to get there to have that included. But I, I understand why you'd want that if you're in that seat holding on to, to T-Law. Yeah, and, and Drew, you brought up a really good point, and it was a point I was going to bring up if you didn't. Know, know the people in your league. Know those calculator people. And, and trust me, you know who those calculator people are because you've probably sent them an offer before, and they've probably responded to you 
with a screenshot of the calculator telling you why you're off and just be like, hey, like I got two on a second. You got T-Law calculator. Look, hey, it's here. It's here. Look, calculator. It's telling you everything you need to know. And you know what? I'm not saying it's going to work 100% of the time, but there are some people that live and die by the calculator. And that's where you kind of, you know, exploit. Because honestly, I was a little surprised when you said, Drew, that they were only a point apart. And I, I get it. Like, I get what kind of goes in all into the calculator. But I was still a little surprised that it was just a point. So know your league. And I think another tell... Uh, they don't even have to tell you that they use a calculator. All you got to do is go to the calculator and plug in their trade offer. Yeah. And if yeah. it's like really close, you yeah. know, they use a calculator. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe that doesn't tell you that they're definitely relying on the calculator, but it, at least it tells you that they are using it. Um, Cause they might think that you're using a calculator and that's why they're doing it, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, but it, it's something to at least kind of pay attention to and at least earmark uh, that you notice that. And because um, yep. I, I have people in every league that I've done that, you know, when they give me an offer and I'm like, oh, this is within like two points. This is really <laughs> damn close, you know. And so, you know, maybe you can make that work in a later, later trade, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I come up with a trade sometimes and then put it into the calculator to see if it's crazy or is it like semi-reasonable. So sometimes I kind of use it as a check against myself because I know I have personal biases like Trevor Lawrence. So I'm like, all right, am I like, am I just asking for like way too much here or am I kind of within a range of, you know, not being that guy? So. Yeah, um, it's good too. And I'll, I'll use it in sometimes like, I've got multiple leagues where I have Justin Jefferson because I, I just love the guy. I uh, picked up a couple of orphans because he was a part of the roster there. And uh, in, in one league, uh, I've got a, a league mate who probably every five to seven days either DMs me or sends an offer that includes Justin Jefferson. And finally got to the point where I went in and I was able to build like, if you're using a calculator, this is the type of offer that I would need to consider moving him just so you have a, a better understanding of what, where I value this guy on my team. And it ended up being, you know, it, it had to be almost double his actual value in, in one of these calculators. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it was, it can be used in a number of ways. So have fun with it and use it to your advantage. Like Bill said, you know, play the long game too, right? This is a long game. If we're in dynasty, you're taking notes on league mates, uh, see moves that they've made with other people too. Don't just get locked into what the moves are that you get to make with people. You can see, and you know, I think that's a great idea. I've never really done that before, Bill, but I love that idea of maybe I'll start plugging in some trades that other people do into calculators with other teams, and that'll give us some tells as well. You know, especially yeah, you'll at least see uh, that you know, one side is using the car, uh, using the calculator. You know, the other side might just go, "Yeah, I like that trade. I'll take it." Uh, right. But yeah. it's worth, you know, just at least. If you really decided, okay, I'm going to put in a little bit of homework um, during the off season, like every, yep. you know, every week you pick a league and kind of just go through it. And um, I bet your eyes would be wide open um, yeah. after I love that. uh, that's a great plugging set. in enough trades. That's a, that's actually a really good idea. So Bill comes on the show and gives us homework. 
Yeah. <laughs> now we got hey, all. Hey, you guys are taking some time off, so I figure, <laughs> what the hell, you got to do something. Yeah, we, we're not yeah. doing anything. We'll, we'll do some <laughs> right. Time. You're not doing anything. Out of here. Yeah, that'll give us some content to come back with. There, um, there you go. Uh, now that we've got too, though, this was great timing. Steve Dennis, friend of the show, he's in a few leagues with us. Put this little tidbit up here: Whispers of Stafford retirement. Uh, another another Ram who's not been playing and injured here. Uh, longtime uh, hometown hero of Detroit Lions. So start with you, Bill. Just thoughts. It, it, Stafford as a player, as a person, uh, surprising this uh, initial reactions or emotions if it were true. I mean, I don't necessarily think he's going to retire, uh, but I bet it's the first off season where he's really considered, you know, at least had a thought about it. Um, pretty much every year, probably for the last five that he was with the Lions, he got beat up pretty bad. And he had injuries, back injuries, you know, just there was some injury that he played through every year. And, you know, entering this season with the elbow issue that, you know, was a big thing, you know, on Twitter, um, entering the season injured and then getting knocked, you know, and his his wife, who's very active on social media, uh, she, I, she has her own podcast or whatever and mentioned that, you know, when she sees something like that, she wants him to retire. So uh, she says he knows she knows he's not there yet. But probably if you hear your wife say that and she's concerned, I mean, that's not going to help you decide to go back. And I mean, he may still go back and play. And I don't, I don't think he wants to end his career like this. Yeah. Where, you know, you win a Super Bowl, then you just, this is what everybody's going to remember. So I, I don't think he's going to retire, but um, if he did, I mean, I couldn't blame him. Um, honestly, like he's had so many injuries and so many issues that like at some point you just say, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know that too many people really foresaw the wheels coming off this badly for the Rams and they're setting some, uh, infamous records this year for post Super Bowl seasons. Uh, but when you see a guy like Von Miller leave and, uh, you see, you know, integral parts of your team, your left tackle retires. Like he calls it quits after the Super Bowl, after a long career, uh, you know, talking about his body can't handle it. It's time to spend time with the kids and stuff. Um, you know, there's, I think there's something there that if you could go back in time, I, I wonder how strongly Stafford would consider it walking out on top. Uh, if he had walked away after the win. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily know he would have, um, cause he's only like 30, what, 36 now. So like 34. Oh shit. I mean, maybe he feels 36. Um, he probably does. He'll be 35 in February. Okay. So, so yeah, 30 entering the season this year, he's 34 years old. I mean, that's still so young for a quarterback. So, uh, um, 20 years younger than Tom Brady. So, and he had just signed the contract as well. He did. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things, uh, Kind of, I don't even necessarily, I think the only way he, even if he retires, right? Don't they get hit with the, uh, the, the cap, the, well, yeah, like his, um, bonus or whatever, or his his, signing, uh, bonus. signing yeah. bonus. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't necessarily know even that they want him to retire, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I think there's some teams that want their player to retire, but, um, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I hope he has a good season, a respectable season to walk out on. And if it's yeah. his next one coming up, so be it. Uh, I've, I've always liked Matt Stafford, and it's uh, from the outside, you know, it's always been uh, you hope that they get somewhere. You know, I always want the Bills to get there first, but if somebody else is going to go and get to the the win, you know, you watch the lines and so many, you know, disappointing retirements from that franchise. Uh, and so many questions of what could have been if things were run a little bit differently. Uh, you go back to Barry Sanders, uh, of course, and then you watch uh, you know, Calvin Johnson walk away. And it's it's almost like uh, you, how, you wonder how much there uh, in his mind as he's thinking through some of that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I, I really, you know, loved seeing him come out of Georgia and yeah, I think about his ESPN commercials and stuff, man, it's just a, a good guy. seems like he was, uh, didn't take himself too seriously and uh, really just enjoyed the game. You saw him fight through some ridiculous uh, hits and injuries with the Lions and a commitment to coming out and doing, you know, laying it all out on the line. Sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't. But, um, but yeah, wish him, wish him a, a good off season to recover, get his body right, get his mind right, and then yeah, ultimately respect whatever decision he has there. But Josh, anything on your mind when you think about Stafford and what what could be, uh, you know winding down his career in the next little bit? I mean, I, I was so happy to see him win a Super Bowl last year because, like you mentioned, Drew and Bill being in Detroit, you saw for many, many, many years. That dude just went all out every week, every game, took the hits, played through injuries, never complained. And to see a guy who who plays like that win a championship um you know i was happy to see him um i know this year obviously has not been a good year for him but i think if he did retire and i also don't think he's going to retire um mostly because of his contract um that doesn't make a ton of money um up front on this contract this year and next but it, starting in 2024, he has base salaries of 31 million, 27 million, and 26 million. And I know that uh, Matthew Stafford has made a lot of money. I believe he was the the last of the uh, number one picks to make those insane rookie contracts. Um, so he st- he started off in the league making a lot of money. So um, he hasn't really quit since then. But I mean, still, you know. Almost a hundred million dollars is a hard, uh, hard to get away from. Uh, but there'll be a lot of, of sad fantasy managers because Matthew Stafford was always underrated, but was always kind of in that QB one range, and then he kind of fell off to that high QB two range. But you were still happy to have him on your team. Uh, this year, obviously, you you have not been happy to have him on your team. But if he retires, probably a lot of teams with some holes in super flex leagues uh, because, you know, he was your probably your number two guy and obviously probably floated down to your number uh, your number three guy after a while. But if he retires, you got no number three. guy. You're running with two. And uh, I know this year is supposed to be a couple quarterbacks coming out, but. Probably unless you're in that top three or four, you're probably not getting any of those guys. So, um, you know, but love him as a player. Um, Like you said, Drew, I hope he gets right. And um, 
comes back strong. But if he decides it's his time, uh, I think he's had a, a great career. Good for him. Love yeah. watching him play. Well, we've got you here, Bill. We're in we're in multiple leagues together, but one that we're in, we've got a couple folks in here. Steve was in here earlier. We've got Lindsay saying hi now. I know Jesse's in a couple of different leagues too. But uh, going to the the OG Fancy Timeline Listener League, uh, Bill, you're commissioning that commissioning that one. You and and Josh have uh, you know combined forces there to try to uh, you know do your thing and had a what looked like a great draft and uh, some a good rookie draft afterwards and stuff. And you're in the playoffs this year. Uh, any any surprises from the season? As it, I'm looking through the schedule and kind of seeing some of the scores and the matchups throughout the year, uh, you know Rocky's win now method seems to be uh, doing well and paying off. His points per game are, are significantly higher. Lindsay and I are pretty close. I was able to eke out one more win and, and secure that buy, which, uh, you know, she, uh, I don't envy, I forget who she's got this week. Uh, yeah. Short logic has got Lindsay this week. So good luck there. Uh, but yeah, Just anything that you guys, you guys are thinking about, uh, yeah, I mean, she, she, I, I will say, I know I, I took home the trophy last year, but I think we all knew she had probably the best team last year throughout the whole season from bell to bell, she was just crushing it. Uh, I got a, a lucky, lucky win against you guys last year when CB Lamb got blanked for the second half of the playoff week. Oh, yes, I recall. Um, so I, I got a lucky pass there to move on and, and face her. And we just had a, you know, it was a, kind of an ugly final championship week from what I recall. But she's built a, a good team with good talent across the board, including some folks that, you know, uh, she was sneaky about grabbing a couple of those guys uh, down on her roster there. So, uh, but thoughts from you guys, you know, Bill is either commissioner, you know, kind of seeing how this league is playing out versus some of the others that you you commission or anything you guys are just thinking about it in this league in general. We've got some of our, our league mates uh, listening on now or probably listening to us a little bit later this week. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty competitive league. I mean, it, we we only made it because of points scored. It wasn't because of records. So um, I do like that uh, as a... Uh, way to get into the playoffs. I think it rewards the better teams. Um, at least, you know, like the fifth and sixth team. And I like that as a policy or a rule to get the best teams into the playoffs. If you get lucky and you're a not so good team, but you still make the top four, congratulations. But um, so I, I do like that. Um, it definitely, um, like uh, Josh and I, our team started out really poorly this year to the point where we were ready to blow it up uh, because we had a lot of players get hurt. And it just was one of those things where uh, I, I think we, we, we had one quarterback, uh, just a lot of things. And uh, it was kind of, everything kind of came back together and we were like, I was, Josh and I were talking about it and that he's like, let's just blow it up. And I might've asked him if, and um I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then I like did it one of those uh, um, GM tools. Yeah. And I'm like, it says that we're still in the, you know, that we're, we should be a playoff team, even where we are. And um, here we are. We made the playoffs. So um, it it saw what we couldn't at that time. So, um, but yeah. yeah, this is a fun league. It's, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's, People blowing their teams up from the start. There's uh, yep. uh, people going to, uh, you know, try to win uh, 
going with age a little bit. And um, yeah, I mean, I think overall it's been a pretty fun um, and competitive league uh, for most of the league. Um, but I think uh, a lot of people got really excited about 2023 um, picks. So they, uh, everybody was battling for the uh, top picks. Uh, <laughs> at least a third of the league was battling for the top yeah. pick. And uh, so. Congratulations, Steve. Yeah. Congrats, Steve. You got your 101. Now, what are you going to do with it? You Hopefully he has the running the back. And, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's the challenge. And so just actually to address that a little bit, it's, like I've seen a lot of people just blowing their team up. So they have no assets really. And like, what do you do at that point? Because like you have the one one, but number one, the one one is like Bijan Robinson. Like he's a running back. So like, are you drafting that running back as your, you know, for your team, but you have so you've depleted your team so much. It's like, what do you do? You know? And, so it's kind of interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what the people do that completely decimated their team because um, I'm not sure it's a winning um, proposition to do that uh, personally. Can I can I put on my my Nostradamus hat for a minute here? I think by the time we get into prime time rookie draft season the community is going to talk a large majority of people that have the 101 out of taking Bijan. And here's the reason why. Not necessarily be, not because Bijan is the best player. I think he's the best prospect coming in. But running back has just been like, you know, we saw Brees Hall go down. Well, Jonathan Taylor's the still for a lot of people the one or the number one running back, but like, where are you what? drafting him in a startup? Like, is he even in the first round? I don't in twenty twenty three. I no. Like I, I not, really especially not if you throw the twenty three first into the. Into oh, the definitely startup. not. Oh, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, even pre that, without. Like, but uh, we we've seen. Javante go down. We've seen like all of these young guys. Then you want to couple in, as you mentioned, Jonathan Taylor, who has definitely not been the best running back in the league. Not, uh, no offense, not even close to the best running back in the league this year. I think the community as a whole is going to come together and say, listen, CJ Stroud, maybe not as sexy as Bijan, Bryce Young, maybe, and super flex leagues, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, not as sexy, but the quarterbacks, you know, they I mean, Drew and I are on opposite sides, but we've seen young quarterbacks Tua and Trevor Lawrence stumble a little bit out of the gate and, and then mm-hmm. blow up, you know, and they're, they're always going to have that insulate Justin Fields, another great one. They're always going to have that insulated value unless, you you know, unfortunately you stumble on like a Trey Lance who, you know, has had a very weird career so far. But he's, his value has been insulated too. Like yeah. really the Agreed. only player I can remember that isn't, hasn't been insulated after a, their rookie season as a quarterback was, uh, oh shit, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, Rosen. Oh, for Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he only 
quarterback I can recall in the last like seven years yeah. that wasn't insulated after his rookie year. Yeah, yeah. Agree, was even even Zach Wilson after last year. I mean, now he has, I think, very little value. But after the rookie season, yeah, I think people were so like, hey, he was a little injured. Guys on his team were a little injured. Let's give him another year and see what happens. Now we know he's hot garb. But, you know, he did have that insulated value after the rookie season. And I agree with you. on Like, even a guy like Kenny Pickett, you know, Kenny Pickett has not set the world on fire. But I don't think his value is going to change all that much. No. I mean, if, if anything, we're going to go, oh, my God, what if they get a couple of offensive linemen? He has George Pickens. He has Deontay Johnson. He has Najee Harris. He has Pat Fryermuth. Like, we could definitely come up with a situation where he gets hyped all the way up if they make some, I think, some coaching changes and uh, a couple of changes to that offensive line as upgrades. So, yeah, I, I think that's what we are going to get talked into because, like you said, if you blow your team apart and you have nothing, what, is a, what does a running back do for you? Well, and Jesse says at the in the chat, like draft Bijan, then sell for the equivalent of three first. I mean, yeah, that's that's probably what you have to do. Um, I mean, I'm just not sure there's going to be a lot of contenders that are going to be willing to pay three first for him, and just for the exact reasons that Josh is talking about. And like, are you paying three first for Taylor? Probably not. No, like, you know, I can't think of anybody, any running back. I'm, I can't think of anybody I'm willing to pay over two firsts for. Like, am I paying over two firsts for Reese Hall? Like, no. Now, am I paying two for Kenneth Walker? No. And I'm biased towards him. So, like, yeah. I I mean, I just saw a trade today. It was actually two firsts, uh, a 23 and a 24 first for him, basically. Um, I, I mean, in the league right now. So there might be somebody that super like has a shit ton of picks, right? right like that yeah. would be the or, only thing where you're just like, I'm a contender. Like there's the one league where I was, I've just destroyed the league and I now have like six firsts also. So it's like, I could do, make that trade because my team's good still. And I have all those picks. Um, but that's but also a think few and far between leagues. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like, yeah, you're more likely in a super flex to have a, a, a great QB three. Maybe Justin Fields is your QB three now behind, you know, two other top, top five quarterbacks. And you can make that downgrade. Okay, great. Justin Fields in a super flex league can run showing some things. So I'll give you Justin Fields and a first to get to you know, the one Oh one next year or something, which I don't even know if that's enough to I, get there. I wouldn't even do that. No, like, me neither. <laughs> me but neither. yeah. I mean, that's something that you could do and that like, or a Trevor Lawrence, maybe in a first, like something like that. Like, I mean, I know you wouldn't do that, Josh, but I, I could see somebody doing like doing like, yeah, for, yeah, you've collected. Okay. You've like, collected so like in one league, I have Herbert Allen and um, Watson. So like, if I decide I wanted to move Watson, like, I feel like I could get the 101 for Watson. Or I should be able to. If Watson be shows close, that, yeah. like, towards yeah. the end yeah. of the season. If yeah. I if I earn the 101 and, and my options are drafting Bijan or getting Deshaun Watson, 
yeah, I haven't been in love with the last two games, but I still want Deshaun Watson. Well, yeah, and you make this trade in the offseason, and hopefully Watson shows that he's getting back right. into form. And, but, but and even, people will still tell themselves, hey, you know, he, now he has the whole offseason. He has, you know, he's yeah, he's still only 27 even, or whatever. Even yeah. if he has four average, average games, not good, not like, you know, top 10 games, but just average, just like you yeah. know, 16, 17, 18. I'm still I'm still really thinking about that trade because if I'm if I'm literally the 101, I am the worst team in the league. Like I need <laughs> I, I need something. I probably don't have good quarterbacks because if I did, I probably wouldn't be the 101. So Deshaun Watson is is a cornerstone piece and it gets me out of drafting Bijan, if I'm still there in May, yeah. you know, like I'm like, okay, good. Get me out of Bijan Robinson. Get me Deshaun Watson. Like and- I would love to have a sh- like a share or two of Bijan, and I'm pretty sure I won't. Like, and I'm not gonna worry about it. Like, at some point, somebody it's gonna crack. Somebody that kind of just blew their whole team up to get him is gonna ha- realize, you know, and they're gonna have to move him, and hopefully. You know, I think that trying to make a move for the for him after the draft or right during the draft when um, people are getting nervous because they've been trying to shop it and get a, a million dollars, you know, a million dollars for him. Um, <laughs> uh, Steve. Watson That's what got me up the creek in the first place. Well, uh, I that's guess not a bad trade. thing now coming into this year then. You can pair him up. The biggest thing I, I, is like, I mean, running backs like the last position you you really want yeah. to like to add to your yeah. team, and, and so there's it's so many ways counterintuitive, you know. And but I mean, you got to add the most valuable asset to your team and and work from there. Like, I'm not gonna if I don't believe in a a, a five foot ten um, Bryce Young, you know, 160 pounds or whatever he is, and then or I'm not like super sold on CJ Stroud. Like, I mean, you still got to take Bijan. Like, you know, I, I guess I don't necessarily know I would get there, but like, I mean, I think you still got to take the running back there and just hope that you, or try to sell it like in April. Yeah. 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 And I think this is a class too, which this last year's class was not the case. Uh, where you can, I think you'll be able to move around the draft a little bit easier here this year, Um, whether it's getting to 24 picks or moving back in this 23 draft class. This year it was like the 101, and then everything after that, nobody was moving picks around until you got to the Yeah, because like the 102 to the 108 was the same. Yeah, I I had a few 102s in different leagues, and man, we we had it in in the uh, OG league uh, due to a trade, and Man, we tried. We sent trades out there, and everybody was like, "Nah, make the damn pick." And we we're like, "I'll make the damn pick then." But um, and then y'all still let us have. Who'd, who'd you take with that pick, Josh? Jamison Williams. But no, we did. ended up with Garrett Wilson. But y'all still let us have Garrett so Wilson. So we ended up getting the two players we would have drafted in the proper order anyway. So come on, and, you guys. And Bill and I didn't even talk about who to take because we were like, "All right, let's make trades. Let's make trades. Let's make trades." And then finally, we were just like up against the wall. We're like, "Oh, we gotta take somebody." <laughs> and I was I'm like, like you know "I don't what? care who." Like, I'll honestly, all five of those wide receivers, like we weren't gonna take Walker, right? Like, 
No. Because you didn't like Walker. No, I did not. And, and I was wrong. And that's okay. Like <laughs> and so with the, and that's the challenge when you have a um when you have a co-owner. And I'm Drew, you're yep. you have many teams with that where yep. if one person doesn't like that player, you just have to say, Okay, we'll just go to somebody else. Yeah. And yep. and that's okay. You know, it's just so these teams are always interesting. Like Josh and I have not made one blind bid. Like we have one hundred dollars still of our blind bids, just because we're just going about life, and we'll do drops and ads after the uh, after waivers yeah. run. And and um, our team is so good that yeah, it's like, what do we even have to do? Right? So, do we need it would be fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, it that that was fun because I mean, Bill and I were both like firing out trades, and everybody was just like, no. And then it was like, all right, like, and it wasn't just our league, you know. And I mean, I know a lot of our league had people who were just were new to Dynasty, so um, oftentimes you don't get a lot of trades from those teams, um, that first year because, um, they're not yeah, really still figuring it out yeah. exactly. And but I, I will say I also had the 102 and trade addicts too. It's in the name trade addicts. And I remember sitting in Philadelphia International Airport because I was getting on a, a flight to uh Raleigh, North Carolina. And I put in the chat, I said, 102 is up for grabs. Come get it. And it was crickets yeah it, because that tier was so like it was crickets and i remember i i sat my flight came up my you know they called me to my flight i got on i said all right when i land i'll hit up the uber and then while i'm waiting for him i'll check all the trades that come in and that inbox was empty and i said all right garrett wilson it is <laughs> But of those six players, who were you disappointed that you drafted in that tier? So they were right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's oh. not one player in that tier that I'm like, man, that was awful. Like, yeah. And honestly, I I took Garrett Wilson almost everywhere, and I I am thrilled to the moon. But you're thrilled to the moon if you got Kenneth Walker, and you're you're thrilled to the moon. I mean, Olave. Uh, Olave, yeah. you're thrilled. Like, and now I mean, he was the worst one. Like, well, everybody yeah, was trying to, to move up because, like, a lot of people didn't want Olave. And yep. Yep. it was funny because Rocky and I were talking about it, and I'm like, I think Olave is going to have the best season out of all the guys. Like, after we knew the teams, yeah, because he was make, said he was making a trade with Garrett Wilson, and he was getting Olave. You know, and there's yeah. some parts moving, and I was like, a lot. Everybody was like, oh, the Olave side, and then I I DM'd him on the side. I'm like, dude, I I like your side. I go, I think you're gonna, he's gonna be awesome this year, you know. And yeah. and I mean, it's shown. I mean, they both were awesome, but yeah. like he got additional, you know, things in the in the trades. So, right. um, which good for him. I mean, I don't I don't know what the additional was, but the fact that they're so close that getting anything additional is, yeah. you know. I have to think, it. like, in startups, Olave is going to be going over Garrett Wilson now. In most startups, would you guys agree? Oh. That, that's going to be interesting because both of those guys have some legitimate quarterback questions. Like, we know Zach Wilson ain't it, but, like, we don't know who is it for, for the Jets. And the weird Andy yeah, Dalton I mean, slash Jameis Winston. 
thing. Olave's like, got what, like three single digit games this year? Yeah, so yeah. his first game, he scored nine. Ridiculous. Um, actually, in our league, he has one. Yeah, so there you, go. you look at his oh, production as rookie. In two. spite of, in spite of all those questions, and I think objectively on paper, you would probably say he has to go a few picks before, a couple picks before. Um, but I, I think with what people have seen from Garrett Wilson and a couple of the uh, the blow up games that he's had, he's just made some people look silly too. Where I think Olave has been doing it more as a technician. Uh, so I, I don't think I could fault anybody going either way. I think emotions and what we see in some of the the highlights and stuff will probably skew people toward Garrett Wilson. And I'll be I'll be thrilled to be two picks behind him and pick up Olave. Well, I think what will also help, and we'll have to see how the rest of this season. Uh, progresses but if if the Jets end up with nine or ten wins and they're a playoff team I think that's also going to boost up Garrett Wilson's value as it is because I think when we're close on players like that we lean to as a community we lean towards the player on the better team so if the Jets end up nine and eight or ten and seven and they get a playoff spot we already know that the Saints aren't doing that so I think that when players are close like that, I think um, we will lean more towards the better team, which is very weird to say that the Jets are the better team. Yeah, but <laughs> I like Robert Sala as a coach, and I think he's building it in a, in a healthy way. So, yeah, if they get quarterback figured out, I mean, their defense is coming back. Brees uh, yeah. Hall hopefully comes back. Right. Uh, in a reasonable amount of time. And even now, though, I mean, you're watching uh, Zahneman Knight have a little bit of success there you know michael carter could have some success so they have adequate they have adequate running backs to just pair with if they can figure out the quarterback piece um but yeah i i it's it, for me it's a head versus heart thing i think my head would say it should be olave and i think my emotions would probably carry me over to uh garrett wilson uh maybe you know 60 40 split so i just looked up dlf's uh december adp and uh, not that that's, you know, right. a tell-all, but uh, Alave is 13 overall and Wilson's 17. So they're in the oh, same. Okay. I mean, they're very, very close. And right. it's going to be a preference thing at that point. And, and I think you're probably right that Wilson's the sexier pick also. Like, just because people get um, anchored to he was earlier in the rookie draft. Right. So... I think that there's going to be a lot of people that will choose yeah. him just based on that. Um, He's got but, about a 10% uh, boost in value over Olave on DTC as well. 30 points for uh, for Wilson, 27 and change for Olave. So they're, they're still very close. And yeah, I mean, yeah. that's another one of those. If, if you can get Olave plus a little because somebody is really that attached to Garrett Wilson, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean – to be fair, I think he's had a better, he's had a worse situation um, than, but he's had more opportunity also. So like, it's, it's one of those things where it's just whatever you're, um, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I stopped to read messages. Sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. No, you're good. Um, That's why Drew started laughing. No, I saw Jesse. I, it, you know, go Bills. Uh so while we have Bill here as well, I appreciate your time, Bill. But so the three of us and Steve and a couple of others are are also in Superflex Army too, a 14-team Superflex tight end premium. And uh, this is one where I am not contending. In fact, uh, I do co-manage in this league. 
and Steve also got to the 101. <laughs> he is league. the 101 master. This guy, uh, I, I thought after he got it last year as well. <laughs> and so, <laughs> what are you uh, doing, Steve? But I'm, we know. I'm looking at this league, and you know, we, we got Rocky in this one again. Jerry Jerry O'Shea is in this one. Uh, we've got a lot of familiar names in here too. Uh, K Mac is here. So uh, just look at the Superflex Army leagues too. Just uh, you know, Josh, what a what an ascent this year, man! I think you started kind of middle of the pack or you know top of the bottom half, and uh, your team has come together with Daniel Jones at the helm. Uh, sitting number four at nine and five, uh, right behind Bill at 10 and four. Uh, Bill with, uh, by the way, just a ridiculous team in this league with Herbert Watson, um, Jordan Love. Did you have somebody that got hurt here? Um, Felt like you, oh, you had Stafford in this league. Maybe you traded somebody away in this league too. Yeah, I think I had Dobbins maybe, um, and yeah. I traded him. Yeah, I traded yeah. Him, him for Gabe Davis, I think, during the season. Yeah, you got Swift in here. Uh, you made your play in this league for uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, which uh, is – how are you feeling about that trade at this point? Yeah, so you and I traded. Um, you, It was right at the beginning of the season when he was just, like, thrashing the league. And um, I'm like, I got to get at least one. I have zero Amon Ra at that point. And so I'm like, I got to get a, at least one. And um, he, so, I mean, you, you knew you had me. So um, – what I gave you to bless you. Um, I had to give you, <laughs> uh, what two firsts and you gave me your second. Um, and then we moved, you gave me a, some change or something. And yeah, a couple in later, 2024. 2024. Yeah. yeah. So, um, which yeah, I'm happy the... with it because like you gave me your second this year, which is the two Oh two and I'm in the playoffs. So even if I win in the next round, then, and this is a 14 teamer, um, that means that the best you would get is a 111. So if I win, you know, this yep. round. And um, so I figure move from 111 back to 202. That's what, uh, six picks, picks because there's a, picks, yeah. a bonus pick in oh, there for right, the toilet yeah. bowl. So yeah. I moved back six picks and I gave up my 24 first for Amon Ra, basically. Um, yeah, I'm happy with it. And because yeah. he's doing exceptionally well and, I feel like he's, you know, inarguably a, a wide receiver one, um, especially with his age and all the targets he's getting. So, and a lot of people are worried about um, uh, Jamison Williams. I just think they're totally like Jamison Williams is going to perform on way less targets. So, like, I don't necessarily think that he hurts Amon Ra. Like, I think if anything, he's going to help. And so, yeah. um, and I think the Lions realize that they don't really use their tight ends um, with this offense. And that's why they, you saw them trade Hawkinson. And they're totally ha – because Amon Ra is their, yeah. you know, guy in the middle of the field. So, that's um, the irony of having a former tight end as a coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, I do want to uh, ask while you're here too, I know you and I on one of the shows that you filled in for Josh over the summer – uh, you had some optimism around what Jared Goff could be this year. And uh, it's been interesting to see that play out and kind of the ebbs and flows there. What are what are you expecting for him moving forward based on how they're performing over the last six games? I mean, he's show, I think that he's he feels really comfortable in this offense. And 
I'm kind of looking to see where Goff is in, in um, Superflex Army 2, and he's the number 12 quarterback in points per game. So, like, Jared Goff is a QB1. Like, we haven't seen that since, like, his second year or whatever. The first year with McVay, I think. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think he's doing what I expected. And he had a lull in there, but that was when like the whole Lions team was injured. Um, Amon Ra wasn't playing, you know, yeah, like Swift was out. DJ Chark was out. Swift was hurt. Uh, there was just, they had no dynamism to the team at that point. So um, yeah, I mean, I think he is, it's, it's interesting because I talked to talk with some of my buddies here and I like, you know, there's times where like, well, he's not the long, we got a plan on getting a rookie quarterback, you know, and all that. And then now we're like, well, he's adequate, you know, build the rest of the team. And then if you want to swap, you know, get rid of him later on, like they still have him under contract for the next two years. He's only making $30 million um, per season, which is now a bargain. Like remember when we were wondering if Dak would get 34. Yeah. 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 It's the times have changed. So, and they also have, yeah. Um, Jesse's saying they have the Rams pick, which is like the fifth pick right now. It's so crazy. Like they had the fifth and the yeah. 16th pick and which one, if you were going to say, which one's the Rams, you know what I mean? Yeah. And which one's the lions, you would just automatically say yeah. that it's the five is the lions, but you know, yeah. it's the same thing with uh, the Russell Seahawks, Wilson trade, right? yeah. you know, they're yeah. now Seattle has the better quarterback and their number two pick. It's just <laughs> like, by, by the, by the way, just, just to throw this out here, the Eagles might win the Super Bowl and have a top five pick. So, I mean, Think about that for a minute like that the the, the funniest thing that, that gets talked about you know because i live right outside of philly is the fact that the eagles and the saints play each other in week 18. so barring a semi collapse from the eagles they're going to have the number one seed locked up so Week 18 doesn't mean anything except, except, for the the fa- except for the fact that they could beat the brakes <laughs> off of the Saints and just up that pick. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Well, a pick is improving either way that week. Yeah. Well, well, well unless they win the Super Bowl. Unless they win the Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. yeah right. And that <laughs> that's kind of the uh, – Jesse hilarious. saying the Bills will smoke the Eagles on. I don't think and are we making I Super Bowl the, predictions, Jesse? I hope that's a Super Bowl prediction. I think the Eagles can be beat, but I don't think there's a team in the league that can smoke them. That that is a uh that that is a uh, a far-fetched one there. <laughs> uh Steve's got a fly here. Steve Dennis, uh love you, brother. Uh we will have a nice relaxing break. We're gonna do a couple more shows. Uh, we'll probably do one uh, after the New Year break. Um, if we could say some nice things about Jordan Love, um, he's listen, gonna get some opportunity probably soon. He he's gonna get some play. He's gonna get some burn out there. Uh, he he filled in. What was that? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Yep, he filled in weeks. for Aaron Rodgers, and he looked adequate. Not, not bad. Yep. But, you know, like, I mean, we, we'd seen Jordan Love in some spots before and it wasn't good. But that last time he was in there, it wasn't bad. So, and let's face it, I mean, Aaron Rodgers keeps wanting to drink that funny tea. Uh, the Packers may just go, hey, go, go into the jungle, drink your funny tea, 
we use the first round pick on this kid. Uh, we're going to try to figure it out. And then they'll probably use their first round pick this year and get like uh, Jackson Smith and Jiggler or something yeah, like that. Just, just, to, just to piss Aaron Rodgers off, you know. They'll be like, what do you first mean? Three picks will be wide receivers. We draft wide receivers in the first round all the time. What are you talking about, Aaron Rodgers? Look at this guy over here. So, um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. I have Jordan Love on a team or two. Uh, yep. As well, just as kind of like, all right, yep. let's see what happens. I mean, you know, he's on my super flex army two team. Is he? Of course, he is. Drew, do you have anything left in super flex army two? We we looked at it, Josh. We looked at it. That's right. You got nothing, don't you? Uh, I, I've got uh, I got picks, but uh, you're looking for, for players, yeah, any points. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I have a Desmond Ritter who's about to start. God, not on, not on that. What's team. he worth right now? A ham sandwich. I, I throw a, if I have multiple seconds, I'll throw one at him. Super flex lead. I just don't know if people are going to move him for a second because that's what they paid and they've been banking on him being a starter. You know, so Probably. like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just I I just don't necessarily know that. Like, if I have Ritter and I I got him like at the 209 or 210 or something like what does that really do for me unless it's like the 202 or 201 what about what about the in a 12 team what about the 206 i don't know if people are gonna move it like move it move oh, i'm saying for it. you personally not people you personally oh i would yeah i would yeah. i would right. i would give it a go just i mean Getting a quarterback that at least has some. I mean, at the 206, what are you really getting? I don't know. I don't know the draft class. Um, I don't know if that it's super deep. Uh, yeah. But but every year we think it's deep. And you have, <laughs> and we get, uh, then we get talked out of Yeah, you have a reasonable shot of uh, a little arbitrage move here at the end of the season. You, know, you throw your 206 at it. If he has a couple of really good games, you get somebody who. Yeah, maybe they're rebuilding and you know they want to they want to secure somebody who's shown it and yeah, great. Maybe you bump up earlier in the second round or you know, you get another player that you want for next year that the yeah, 206 and, wouldn't have afforded you. And that that's my thing. I, I almost think getting Desmond Ritter off your, your roster now is the move because we've seen the way Atlanta runs their offense. It's not exactly what we would call quarterback friendly. And, and I think that, you know, once a couple games comes and he's, you know, 13 for 18 for 160 yards, you know, a touchdown and two interceptions, a couple of those type of games, you're not going to be able to get anything for him. So, um, and, and I don't think it's necessarily a Desmond Ritter talent thing. I just think it's a, We've seen this offense run for 14 weeks now. We know what it is. They drafted pass catchers, but don't want to use them. So uh, I, I can't imagine that Desmond Ritter is the key to unlock it. But listen, I also didn't think Brock Purdy was going to be the key to unlock the 49ers. So maybe I'm dead wrong. But um, yeah. it's just. Yeah, the coaching's I, a little different. The scheme's a little different. Just a little bit. <laughs> um <clears throat> But yeah, but yeah, I mean, listen, I know you're trying to dump a, a Desmond Ritter for uh, 
for not, uh, you know, I'll give you a ham sandwich. That's, that's about all I can give you. Um, I need points. I'm running with uh, I'm running with Daniel Jones and nothing else at quarterback. Oh, what's his? I mean, and you're playing uh, Aaron, and his team's solid. Is that who I'm playing? Yeah, Yake and Bake. Well, see, so you're up against Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Delvin Cook. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Keenan oh. Allen, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's a really good team. My, my you man. should probably take air. Uh, you should probably take a Desmond Ritter to my, my guarantee man. yourself another fifteen points somewhere. My, my man, I, I don't know if you're looking at standings right now. I was the third highest scoring team this season. No joke here. This, this, you know, I need I need an upgrade. I don't need. Uh, I, I don't need. Uh, a you're, Desmond you're saying Ritter. Desmond Ritter is not a potential upgrade over Sam Darnold. He's probably not an upgrade over whoever I put. And I, and by the way, I think Sam Darnold has done okay the last couple of weeks. I know we want to disrespect the great name of Sam Darnold here, but I can't, I can't allow that to happen. He's been okay the last couple of weeks. Yeah, 13 points last week. Okay. When did you get Stephon Diggs? I, I, made a, I made a trade during last uh, – no, two years ago draft. Uh, I oh, traded. That's right. Did you do the one oh one oh eight or whatever? Yeah, you know, and I got me a little Stephon Diggs. So you know, that's what I do. <laughs> I don't need picks. I'll just, I'll just get a Stephon. You just need them so you can trade them, right? <laughs> I'll just get a Stephon Diggs with that. Um, hey, by the way, I, I, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm going to since Drew was trying to denigrate my team by putting Desmond Ritter on it. I did beat. Sunny this week. You 11, did. I saw that. Eleven and three, Sunny. I know how to put wins together. I mean, sometimes you need Sam Darnold in there to put together a win. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all do things we're not proud of. <laughs> That's what I had to do. But no, I'm actually like I'm really kind of lucky with this team. That yeah, quarterback is not good. I mean, I had. Jacoby Brissett for most of the season. And I know that, you know, that, that didn't win me a bunch of games, but it was nice to have a competent quarterback in there. Um, I had Zach Wilson. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but Daniel Jones has been all right, but, you know. I, I, Would I, you rather have Zach Wilson or Desmond Ritter right now on your roster? Oh, my God. I, I, I'd rather have Sam Darnold. <laughs> That's who I would rather have. Um, but yeah, you don't have anything, do you? Not not a not a tight end running around that can score points. A what? A what? I'm like the Lions. Did we play with that position in this league? I thought they were optional. Zero to three was the position requirement. I thought I saw in the bio. So you went with zero. All right, good work by you. Yeah. I, I do have Garrett Wilson in this league too. By the way, I you do. You do. Yeah. You, you have some good receivers there. I, my receivers are not bad. My running backs aren't bad either. I, uh, what's Zach? What's Zach Wilson worth right now? Like for real? I mean, I, I would send a third just to have him on my roster and see if he gets another chance somewhere else. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing—a third. And I and Maybe I a third honestly, this year and a third next year or something. Oh, you too rich for my blood. Hey, do you want Zach Wilson? Ah. I'll take a couple of so I'm just looking up some trades for him. Like there's a, and 
December 4th, there was a Zach Wilson for Jordan Love. Um, that was, was that Desmond Ritter for Zach Wilson in a second and a third. <laughs> hey, I'll take that Desmond Ritter question. for that price. You give Zach me Wilson and Brock Purdy for a second. Oh, that person is loving Brock Purdy uh, right now. Zach Wilson for nothing. Wow. Like somebody literally just traded Zach Wilson. <laughs> they were like, here, you can have yeah. him. Yeah. I need the roster spot. I'm going to drop him. Um, yeah. So, like, I, it was interesting because I had made, I made a trade today. I offered a guy um, somebody for uh, his first and uh, Zach Wilson. Because I'm just like, my team needs some quarterback, like a quarterback. So I'm will, will to throw it, roll the dice on it, you know? And um, yep. he's like, no, you're going to need to add to it. So I'm like, all right. And he wanted like a, a shit ton on top of it. So then I go back and I go, all right. He obviously values Zach Wilson a lot more than. So I, I give him the same offer for his first and then Zach Ertz. And it's a um, a two tight end, start two tight ends. And, um, okay. and he accepts it immediately. And it's like. So the difference, like, what's the difference between Zach Wilson? So what was the final trade? Uh, a first and Ertz, um, instead of a first and Zach Wilson. Okay. And a start two tight end. So, yeah. like, yeah. I just tight end who might have one more season left in him. Yeah, I mean, like, even if it, yeah, if I get one season out of, even if I don't, like, I mean, really, what's the value difference between Zach Ertz and Zach yeah. Wilson? Right. Like, I bet you I get more points from Zach Ertz next year than um, Facts. than whoever has Zach Wilson. So Facts. it's interesting how like you if you figure out like somebody's just totally overvaluing a certain player, um, find a workaround. You know. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I know uh, Josh. We said when we uh, jumped in the room an hour and forty minutes ago, we were going to do a sorry do a quick show here. Sorry. Uh, so I, I know you've been. Uh, <laughs> your family i said i was going to be on here for like 15 minutes no it's been uh, it's been awesome uh so glad that you're able to come back uh come by bill um you know these guys for those of you who haven't been with us for a while uh, you may not know that uh josh uh, started this whole thing got bill involved for uh first half of our, our run here and uh, i was lucky enough to kind of stumble into uh, the podcast through uh, a couple of mutual connections and then ultimately had chance to swap out with bill here uh a couple seasons ago to to join josh in this journey here and we're uh, we're going to take a, a couple of weeks here in between for the holidays we'll do a wrap up for the uh entire season and see who won some championships i think we're going to do a good bad and ugly for the whole season and uh, we'll reflect on a couple of the bets we've made we'll go back and look at some of our calls earlier on and see where we get it right where were we way off um so we'll, we'd love to have anybody uh, join us here again as we kind of head into the new year. Uh, we'll uh, we'll take a few weeks off. We may pop up either Josh and or I may pop in periodically uh, up until uh, we kind of figure out where we want to take this thing into March and April. Um, but just uh, I just want to say a huge thank you to you guys for including me in this along the way. It's been fun to be in the leagues with you guys and chats and love bouncing ideas off each other and getting your your opinions on different things, whether it's trades, whether it's, uh, you know, we all commission different leagues, so different bylaws or how we'd handle something. So 
get yourself uh, a community like this uh, in whatever you're doing, whether it's fantasy, whether it's, uh, you know, you work outside of work, find some folks that share similar interests and have some passion behind it. And, uh, you know, most importantly, uh, care about people, have fun with them, and uh, hopefully are, are pretty good at what they do as well. So incredibly lucky to be able to have a pretty good run here with you guys. Uh, so Josh, if you want to close us out here and uh, Bill hang around for, for old time's sake. For, for the, uh, for the after hours uh, portion of, uh, of uh, the fantasy timeline. Um, nah, man, it, it's, it's been crazy. Uh, Bill and I started this um, for Is that three over, years ago. Yeah. November it was three years um and it was just it was just two friends talking about what we saw in the timeline and then Drew you came along because you were a friend and we just kept the, the same thing going um you know we're gonna we're gonna do the the season wrap up we're gonna do all that fun stuff and um but thank you but uh, thank both of you because honestly, I come on here, I have a lot of fun. Uh, I say reckless things, and then you guys come with uh, the big brain energy, clean it all up, um, and make me seem just uh, just slightly slightly smarter than I actually am. So uh, on that note, thank you to everybody in the chat. Jesse was in here. We had Steve Dennis earlier. Um, he. Jesse wanted wanted me to know that Darnold has Detroit this week, so that means he might get fourteen points. Let's go, Sam Darnold, <laughs> fourteen points. Um, but uh, Lindsey Kennedy was also in there. A bunch of people. Thank you so much. Uh, when the chat is bumping, it's always better for us. Um, and listen, if you're doing if you're doing a podcast thing, thank you too. An hour and forty minutes—that's a lot of time. You could literally be doing anything else. But you've decided to listen to uh, three of the best friends that anyone could have talking fantasy. So on that note, Drew, we are out of here. Late.